Sunday night, and you're listening to WKRM Radio from Columbia, Tennessee, coming at you from that WKRM Mule Town Radio Tower of Power, high atop Mount Parnassus in beautiful downtown Columbia on 103.7 FM, 1340 AM, if you're on your tractor. And reaching out to the world on WKRMRadio.com. It's time for George Hamilton V's Americana Central Time, y'all. And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Man, oh man, that is me, George Hamilton V, and it is Sunday night, and we are here at the WKRM Studios in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. You wouldn't believe it. It looks like Americana Ann is here. Are you there, Americana Ann? I'm here. Man, I can hear you on the microphone. (laughs) Amazing. You've You've been traveling all over the USA since your birthday. I have been. You have got a suntan. Have you been out by the beach? Is it a deep, dark, savage tan? It is a savage tan. <laughs> of course, you're a native Nashvilleian. Why not have a savage tan? Because, man, it is sunny in Nashville, too. But did you get yours by the seaside? I got mine in Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. Man, I bet you had some fun down there. Well, I was at the Mayo Clinic. I don't know about fun. Are you a doctor? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what we do? We may talk more about this as the show rolls on. We got this star studded show tonight. Legendary recording engineer and record producer Tom Perry. Yes, sir. And we got Valerie Lynn, an artist who's working with his production company. Do you know the name of that production company? Yes, it is Gray. Gray. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, come on. What is it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Gray. It. Tom, what's the name of it? We'll get him to tell us the name of the production company in a minute. You know, we're having so much fun here already. It's so hot outside. It's 88 degrees out there, but it's not as hot as it was yesterday. Humidity. We got some humidity. and Just a tad bit of humidity. A tad bit of humidity. Enough to make it miserable. Well, yeah, or to make it just feel like those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. You know, we are here in Columbia, Tennessee, Columbia, Tennessee, also known as Mule Town, USA. Did you know that, Americana I, I did know that. And you know, that means if this is Mule Town, USA, and this is Americana Central Time, we always let the kick off the show by saying, let's time to hop on that mule train. <laughs> it's Americana Central Time, y'all, on WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. They'll keep going till they drop. Clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clippity, 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 clippity,
tune they're gonna reach the top. Clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clippity, clippity clippity, clippity clop in the lawn. Hey! Love the toy tobacco for a ranger and corona. A guitar for a cowboy way out in Arizona. A dress of calico for a pretty navy home.
to blow your top. You're headed for a red light, and a red light told me stop. Memphis Ma Rennie. And before that, the Riptones with the song about suburbia. Of course, big Memphis Ma Rennie came from right here in Columbia, Tennessee, Lily May Glover. She was born uh, Lily Mary Hardison. We got some words from our sponsors. Yes, we do. We got to pay the bills. That's right. And then we'll be back with more Americana Central Time right here on WKRM Columbia. The best in music, news, and sport in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Man, oh man, we are here at WKRM 103.7 FM, 1340 AM, if you're on your track to riding around beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Right now, with no further ado, here's something from the Sun Records over in Memphis, Howlin' Wolf with O-Red. Here on Americana Central Time, WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. What you gonna do? I'm sick and 
Tonight we have some very special guests, but one of our very special guests who's going to go on just like the Wright brothers back in the days when they were flying with the the old time planes. Uh, Marshall McGall is going to he's going to be like a modern explorer and just take to the air with a call to Marshall McGall with a tail from the backwards Z. Americana Ann is Marshall there? Marshall is here. I'm here. He's there. He's there. Well, you know, Marshall, this is really neat because Tales from the Backwards Z is about growing up and the goings-on in marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. I'm getting tongue-tied and excited because tonight this is going to be a real down-home show, especially covering Columbia and marvelous Murray County and marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. This is old-time radio. Can you believe it, Marshall McGill? This is just like the old days. Yeah. This is like the old days, and it's kind of prophetic that you said something about uh, the old airplanes. Yeah. Because that's going to be what my story's about tonight. No way. Yeah. And now, we, and did, we, you say pro- uh, did you say prophetic or pathetic? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I think I, I he said, did not say pathetic. <laughs> I, I thought you were calling yeah. me pathetic. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I would spell it for you if I knew how, but I don't. But it was prophetic. Now, does this have anything to do with the wonderful airport there in Marvelous Mount Pleasant? It it does. The, the tale takes place right there around Murray County Airport. Sure Man, does. it's going to be good. Americana Ann, are you excited? I'm always excited. All right. And, and, you know, this also reminds me of the technical difficulties. reminds me of in my previous job. Uh, we had an IT guy, and we called him Reboot. Okay. That was his name. That, that's all he knew how to do. Yeah. You know, no, no matter what you called him on, he'd say, yeah, reboot it. And, you know, half the time that works. But I know y'all have already tried that. But we did. We time, did. So. We tried that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good nickname. It might have changed my name. To, uh, reboot George. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's about all I know how to do, too. So that, that's fine. All right. Well, I do oh, that every morning because I wear news. cowboy boots. You know, wait a minute. I have good news. What is your good news? So the lady in Oklahoma says, hmm, let me see what's going on. Oh, good. So that's good. We got Ann uh, out in Oklahoma. She's checking on it, and she will get this thing together. So, Marshall McGall, probably in the middle of your story, people will be hearing you all around the world. But in the meantime, all your friends and family and closest relations and stuff all around Marvelous Murray County, they're going to be hearing a tale from the back with Z with Marshall and, McGall. And I was, yeah, and I was just going to say the, the IT person that we talked about, 
that had the nickname Reboot, she moved to Oklahoma. I don't know if that has anything to do with this or not. That may be her. All right. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I, and as I was trying to say, and maybe Ann didn't hear this, because I see you. she's trying to draw a picture on her phone right now. But you know, Ann, every morning, because I wear cowboy boots, when I put on my shoes, I reboot. That's right. You <laughs> reboot every morning. All right, Marshall McGall, enough silly humor from me on this end. We are ready for a tale from the backward Z. All right. So, uh, like I like I said, the tale tonight is called the Buzzards. Uh, so, in the book, I lead into this tale with a scene from an old Robin's movie, Robin Williams movie yeah. called "The World According to Garp." Y'all, y'all ever see that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. I saw it when it came out. I looked it up today. It came out in 1982. So that's a long time ago. That was a very but, long uh, time ago. But in this scene of the movie, Robin Williams and his wife are with their real estate agent looking for a house. All right. And they're standing in the yard looking at this nice two-story house. And in the background, in the background, you can hear an, an engine sputtering, and they turn around to see a small airplane with engine problems. All and the right. plane comes over their heads and crashes into the second story of the house that they're thinking about buying. Right. And I, I don't know if you all remember that scene. But the pilot's okay. As a matter of fact, he appears from the hole in the house caused by the crash and from the second floor asks if everybody's okay and then asks if he can use their phone. But but the most surprising part of this scene is Robin Williams looks at the real estate agent and he says, we'll take it. And uh, when his <laughs> wife yeah, his wife looks at him like he's gone crazy and tries to speak up, but he cuts her off and says, honey, the odds of another airplane ever hitting this house are astro- astronomical. We'll be safe. So uh, <laughs> that, that was his. That was his logic. So yeah. but anyway, and 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 I, and I I saw this movie in 1982, and that's the only thing I remember about the movie. But that scene stuck in my mind for some reason. But uh, but anyway, not long after seeing this movie, I decided to take flying lessons, and uh, that was something I had wanted to do since I was a kid. So this wow. movie was not the inspiration. It just came into my mind as I was writing this chapter in the book. And, of course, during my lessons, this scene would pop into the back of my mind every now and then, and, and, I, and I sure didn't want to bump into a house while flying. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> I went out to Murray County Airport, signed my name on the dotted line, and learned, uh, started learning how to fly an airplane. And my first flight instructor was a Norwegian Air Force pilot named Earl, Stan- Earl Steindish. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he had settled in Mount Pleasant for some reason, and, and I mean, it's a great place to settle, don't get me yeah. wrong, but how does a Norwegian Air Force pilot end up there? He didn't uh, crash into in, a house, did he? No, he, he didn't, but, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, this was the 80s. The world wasn't as connected in those days, yeah. and I'm not sure why I never asked You're you that You're right question, about that. Yeah, but uh, a little side note, he got recalled to the Air Force about halfway through my training, and I, I have no idea why, because I've never heard of Norway having any type <laughs> of war, not in my lifetime anyway, but, <laughs> but anyway, I had to finish my training with a, Another great guy and a great pilot named George Leach who lived there in Mount Pleasant. But, okay. But uh, but when you're training to learn how to fly an airplane, the first 10 or 12 hours are spent with the instructor in the plane. You don't solo till about hour 12 or 13, something like that. So, And, and this, this tail plague takes place sometime around my third hour of training. So, And training sessions usually, usually last an hour, so you can also say this happened on about the third day of training. and. And I didn't realize when I signed up that in order to learn how to fly an airplane, you have to learn how to stall the airplane out. And uh, wow. that sounded kind of like like a dumb idea to me. But yeah. the, but the reason you learn it is so that if you're ever coming in for a landing and you stall out, because you got to decrease your airspeed coming in for a landing. Wow! And they teach you how to recover from a stall 
if that happens to you. So <laughs> now, now when you're practicing, though, you're up about you about five thousand feet. You're way up yonder, yeah. And you're practicing practicing up there, so you have plenty of time and space to recover. And if you can't recover, the stru- the instructor has plenty of time to take control and recover for you. Uh, which was usually happening here in these first three days with me. So, so I, 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 I was good. I was good at stalling it out. I just wasn't too good at recovering. Yeah. But, uh, but, but needless to say, these stalls scared the heck out of me every day. So, so each time I showed up, I was really dreading it and, and was even thinking about quitting. And as a matter of fact, on day two, as I was trying to do a stall, I actually turned the airplane upside down and put it in a spin. Oh wow. no. And, uh, yeah, and after Earl got it under control, and it took him a while to come out of that. That just wasn't coming out of a stall. It was out of a spin, upside down, and everything. And, I'd uh, be throwing up. Yeah, and but I'll never <laughs> forget him. He looked over at me and said, and said uh, he said, that scares the heck out of me every time it happens. And uh, But he didn't use the word heck, but I can't say what he said on a G-rated show. But, uh, but I, and, I, and my thought was, you mean this has happened to you before and you haven't quit? And, and you know, anyway, I, I've told you this to set all what happened, set up what happened on day three. So, uh, so we were up about 5,000 feet practicing stalls. So I was already nervous as a cat and uh, petrified. I was going to pull the wrong lever and turn the plane upside down again. And, uh, and, and I was wondering why the heck I didn't quit yesterday when all of a sudden Earl yelled, I'm taking over the controls. Let me have the controls. And he grabbed, you know, we, of course you got a, a uh, the controls on each side, right? But but he usually let me fly and only only took his side when he needed to. But here he was telling me, "You let go, I'm taking over this airplane." And uh, he rolled that plane over like an Air Force pilot would if he was about to dive bomb something. And he went straight into a nose dive. And I'm talking about exactly what you see in the movies. And it sounded like you hear on the movies too. You know the old Jimmy Stewart movies when oh, yeah. when, when, the, when, the, when you know the airspeed's getting up and it's doing the, the louder as you as you tore toward the ground and. And I don't know how fast that little Cessna was going, but I guarantee you it was way past the manufacturer's suggested speed. Did you get and, to uh, keep your lunch? Uh, I, I, do, I learned long, you know, this was day three. I learned on day one not to eat before I went out there. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's one thing I learned quick. And, uh, and I was holding on to anything I could grab so so tight my knuckles had turned white, wondering what this Yahoo was doing. And, and the G-Force had, had me pinned back in the seat. And uh, keep in mind, I've only known Earl for two and a half days. And if you really want to get specific, I'd only known him for two and a half hours. Right. So, <laughs> so as far as I knew, he was a nut. At this point, I was pretty sure he was. And I looked at over, I looked over at him. He was grinning from ear to ear as we pick, kept picking up speed from our starting point of about five thousand feet. And the ground was approaching fast. And if I'd known how to fly the airplane, I'd I would have taken the controls back. But I was, I was afraid to touch anything because at that point, because I was afraid. It would get worse. And about that time, I saw a flash of a buzzard in front of us, and he smacked that buzzard with our left wing. Uh, Then in in his best John Wayne, he started pulling us out of the dive. And once again, it was kind of like the movies. He was having to use every ounce of strength he could to pull back on that steering wheel, kind of like he was put on a weight bench. And the airplane was shaking, just like you see in the movies, too. I mean, it, it, it was just like in the movies. And he was gritting his teeth and cursing the plane like old John Wayne would have done, saying, "Come on up, baby, come on up." And now, when I see these moves and these scenes in the movies, it takes me back to that day, and my eyes start twitching. But uh, but he finally got he finally got the nose flattened out at what looked to be about 15 feet over a cornfield, and then we headed back up. And as we as we went over the tree line at the end of the field, I could I could have reached out of the window and grabbed a leaf off a tree if I wanted to. 
And then we headed back upwards about 5,000 foot marks so we could practice some more stalls. And I wasn't in the mood for that at that point. But on the way back up, he looked over at me with that grin still on his face. He said, I hate those darn things. And from that day on, knowing this was some kind of dangerous obsession he had, because it wasn't the only time it happened, he smacked two or three buzzards with his wings when I was with him. And uh, but, but anyway, when I had the controls <laughs> and was supposed to be looking out for other aircraft, I was actually on the lookout for buzzards. Because wow. if I saw a buzzard circling in the east, I turned west. My number one goal of every flight was not to let him see a buzzard. Yeah. And, and now, and, and now, a big day for all pilots is the day you do your first solo, meaning you go up for the first time by yourself. And it's kind of a scary day for most pilots. Most pilots kind of dread it. But it wasn't a scary day for me because I no longer had to have him sitting there to grab the <laughs> controls when he saw a buzzard. So it's the day I was looking forward to because I didn't want Earl in there with me any longer. And that's the tale of the buzzards. Goodness gracious. What a tale. That That just gave me goosebumps. (laughs) And that was inspirational for us all because, you know, it is, like you said, for many Inspirational to never take flying lessons. Never say, well, (laughs) or to not be scared when it's your time to fly by yourself because it could actually be a blessing, like Marshall was saying. That's really cool. That is right. I I was thinking to myself, I might crash us, but Earl's not going to crash us. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, and I was actually walking around Riverwalk Park today and looked up towards the cemetery on the top of the hill. Is that Greenwood Cemetery? But, uh, I, I'm, I, I know where you're talking about, yeah. but I'm not sure. This is where the, the Pope family is. is buried, but there's like some kind of big uh, power line, wooden poles up there. And I saw these huge buzzers with their wings just sticking straight out. And I was thinking, man, they grow them large down here in marvelous Murray County, Tennessee. So that must have been quite exciting to be up there in the plane with the buzzards, man. That's amazing. And, and it was, and me being the student too, after we would land every time, and like I say, this happened three or four times. Yeah, we had to. I had to clean the airplane up okay. uh, at the end of the flight, so I, <laughs> that uh, that took a while. Yeah, uh, and, and, and was kind of it was kind of gross too. And, and I wish I could say uh, no animals were harmed in this episode, That's but true. I can't. You know, yeah, <laughs> those those things. Yeah, they didn't survive. Man, well, you know, one thing that I noticed today. As I was walking along a riverside drive, I saw my very first, and it was very sad, but upside-down armadillo in full fashion. He had just, I guess, been stunned by a car. But the armadillos are coming. They're here at Riverside Drive in Columbia. They're here. Yeah. They're here in yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yes. you know when... Uh, when I was a kid, we didn't have them, and in, in, uh, in, in when y'all were kids, we didn't have them in Tennessee. Yeah, you know? right. And I remember, and when Jean and I started dating way back in the 70s, uh, she was from southern Mississippi, okay. uh, down on the coast near Gulfport. Yeah. And the first time I went down there with her, and, and we saw an armadillo, and I, was, I thought they were only like in Texas or somewhere. Yeah. She said, oh, no, they're, they're over the, all over the place down here. So she, they had them in southern Mississippi, but they and I don't know how far north in Mississippi they were at that time, but. But they kept on creeping up and kept on walking, I guess, and they finally got to Middle Tennessee. I remember a few years back where somebody told me they'd seen an armadillo, and, of course, I guess they're kind of common there now. Yeah. But here, here here, in Florida, yeah, we have them everywhere. They come poke holes in the yard. It makes me mad. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you, Marshall McGall, we sure have had fun with this week's tale from the back for Z. Yeah, I should say. And we look forward to having you back again next week right here on Americana Central Time. You're down in Florida right now on a telephone pole? 
I'm on the telephone pole here in Florida. And ne- and next time I'm up there, I'll, I'll be a little bit rusty because I hadn't flown in a few years. But I'll, I'll take uh, y'all up. Yeah, why we'll not? That'll be we'll all go, right. Yeah, we'll go. Uh, <laughs> we'll go. I'll show y'all what old Earl taught me about uh, chasing so, buzzards. So you still fly? <laughs> no, I haven't flown in years. It's been years since I flew. La- that makes it more flew, fun. <laughs> uh, one, one of the last times I flew, and Jean tells the tale better than I did, do, but uh, I took her up and and our son up, and uh, and I, I was showing her things. I was tilting the wings down and showing her things, and uh, she didn't like that. And matter of fact, she made me take her back to the airport. We only stayed up five or six minutes, right. and uh, she made me take her back to the airport. And didn't want me to turn, you know, bend the wings, you know, bank the wings yeah. as I turned. He just about have to. She wanted me to <laughs> flat fly. So it took me a while to get back to the airport. To flat so, fly? Uh, the flat fly where you just leave the wings flat. Oh, yeah. The horizon yeah, you yeah, really have to be a long So turn. you had to make yeah. a big, huge turn. A, 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 a big turn <laughs> to get back to the airport. Well, for the fun of it. Did, getting did, lined up to land. <laughs> did you try just for the fun of it stalling, you know, just to see how – well, I can't. All right, I won't make a a sharp turn, but I'll stall just for the fun of it. You know that, that, I, that I would be screaming. <laughs> I, I believe she might have bailed out on me on that one, and she didn't have a parachute on. I, I'm with Gene. I'm sorry, but I'm right with Gene. But I tell you, man, I love this story. So, Marshall, we'll be back again next week, and we'll have all the online thing going. But people have heard us all over marvelous Murray County. Is anybody you'd like to give a shout out to right now? Well, I'm, uh, actually, Jean uh, and my granddaughter Addison is here. And Jacob, they usually they usually uh, go in a different room and listen to it online. But yeah. since they uh, since they since they couldn't get online, they're sitting right in here with me. In my you got a live audience. Yeah, I sure do. All so, right. Uh, so I, I can shout out to them, and they they uh, they can just hear me right here shouting out. All right. Well, thank you so much, Marsh McGall. We'll see you again next week. And once, well, you know, we'll say this. People all over Murray County are saying, okay, now, where did you say I could find me a copy of Tales from the Back Resee in Murray County? That's right. And since I'm only talking to Murray County folks tonight, maybe some Williamson, maybe some Lewis, maybe there's people on the peripheral there that can hear us, but uh, – Go to the Mount Pleasant Museum of Local History. Yeah, and uh, heck of a place to go anyway. If you if you live that close, you ought to go anyway and check it out, even if you don't want the book. But they sell the book there. Uh, you can also get it uh, online, just about anywhere you buy online. You can go to Amazon.com if you want your own copy. Amazon.com, Apple Bookstore, anywhere. But also the Mount Pleasant and Columbia Library both have a copy, so you don't have to buy the book. You can go. You can go there and check it out. So and of course, a lot of different can. places to get it. And they probably have internet wherever they are right now, and they can actually write you at your website? That's right, marshallmcgall.com. Uh, there's a section on there that says contact us, and I'm us. All right. Uh, I, I, I answer every uh, contact that comes in. Yeah. Well, i tell you what. Well, thank you, us, a.k.a. Marshall McGall, for another <laughs> wonderful tale from the back of Z. That's right. And we will see you next week, Marshall. Enjoyed it. See you all next week. All right. See you, Marshall. Well, I'll tell you what, Americana, and we have another word from our sponsors here, and we're going to bring our special guest into the studio. And we've got some special guests. we got some special guests. You'll hear all about it in just a minute after these words from our fine sponsors at WKRM Columbia. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen. Thank you for tuning in to 103.7 FM WKRM Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, health care, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of southern middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. WKRM 103.7, Columbia, Tennessee. Your front porch radio for the Columbia Central Lions, the Tennessee Vols, and the Atlanta Braves. And we are back with Americana Central Time. We're getting ready to have some very, very special guests. They are special. We have a legendary recording engineer and record producer. He is, and not just that. He's so much more than that. He's so ridiculously talented to have worked with... People like Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, the Jacksons. Um, Johnny Mathis. Stevie Nicks. By Skaggs. George Strait. Tanya Tucker. I just can go on and Glenn on and on. Campbell. Yeah. Man, oh man, just the list go just on goes and on, and on. on and on and on again. Well, what am I going to do? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, can you and we're going to be imagine? playing some tracks by all these folks and talking to legendary recording engineer and record producer Tom Perry. And he also has one of his artists on Gray Creek Productions. Now, you are going to just pass out when you find out how he got to start working with this artist. It, it's going to be great. It has everything to do with what we've been talking about tonight. That's right. The airplane. The airplane's going to be good. It's well, going to be really good. You know what we do? We are going to go ahead and we will 
be ushering our wonderful guest into the studio. And we're going to kick off the music section here with a song you may remember that Tom Perry was heavily involved with, with Boz Skaggs, talking about low down, y'all. Right here on Americana Snips Time, WKRM, Columbia. right there with Lowdown. And I'll tell you what, our special guest in the studio tonight, one of them, is the legendary Tom Perry. Tom Perry, are you there? I am here. All yeah. right. And man. I'm glad to be here. 
It is so great to have you here. You actually live in Colombia? I do, yeah. Did you record with Boz Kags from Colombia? Oh, no, no, no. We did that in Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 So and when did you move? Hang on one second, Americana. Here's your microphone. Take it. Okay. So, Tom, when did you move from Los Angeles? Well, uh, I, I've been here twice. I went to Nashville in the late 80s. Yeah. When I started getting called from Jimmy Bowen, the legendary record producer. Yeah. And he invited me out to do some recording engineering and some co-producing on country acts. I'd never done that. So it was my first time out to Nashville in the late 80s. And I worked with George Strait. I worked with uh, Tanya Tucker. I worked with... Did you go to the concert last night? Uh, I did not. George Strait? <laughs> yeah. No, thank God. Cause it and was Chris like, Stapleton. <laughs> but, I mean, they had all that terrible weather. Right? Well, and yes, also I terrible. saw, like, uh, maybe he played it two nights or, or more, but I saw two nights. Yeah. Yeah. the two evening nights. before, it was just drenched because sweating, you know, because it's so hot it was out so there. hot. And he had his hat on. What is, he was probably a real gentleman to work with. He, he, so you friendly. know what? He was a great guy. And, yeah. Uh, as close to normal as a recording artist can yeah. get, I think. But he, it's funny, I found out that a lot of people don't know this. He, he loved Frank Sinatra. He was cool. a huge fan of Sinatra. George Strait Frank Sinatra. And I was too. So we talked about that. Yeah. In the studio when we were doing his album. Yeah. Every time we had a minute, we, he'd. Talks more about Sinatra, certain records he loved. And now, the gentleman so, who, uh, uh, record label head, who invited you to come to Nashville. Yeah, that was Jimmy Bowen. Now, yeah. had he worked with Frank Sinatra too? He did. Yeah. Yes. He back in L.A. in the '60s. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, "Strangers in the Night." Yeah. With Sinatra, and he did that duet with uh, Nancy and Frank. Yeah. Um, something stupid, I think it was. Yeah, like I, I think that was yeah. Sinatra's first number one record, actually. Really? Wow. So that I was Bowen, and Bowen was in his 20s when he did yeah, that. Jimmy yeah, Jimmy Bowen. So we're here at Americana Central Time on WKRM in Columbia, and we're getting back to the Boz Skag store. You're out in California, Tom Perry. And so what was it like meeting Boz Skaggs? Were there any interesting things well, you remember it, of the session? What was interesting, a lot of things about that, Boz had done three previous albums or maybe four on Columbia Records and had not had a big breakthrough. Okay. So everybody thought that what eventually became Silk Degrees was probably his last shot okay. at breaking through. So there was a lot of pressure to do the album. But yeah. by the same token, uh, we went in the studio. We had the basic foundation what became Toto. Yeah. We had Jeff Picaro on drums and we had um, – uh, three of the founding members, uh, David Hungate on bass, yeah. who's now lives yeah. in Nashville, yeah. uh, is a, a famous session player, yeah. and David Page on keyboards. So right after uh, that section worked so well that they decided to form a group. They all went to high school together. Yeah. And they formed Toto. I love Toto. Yeah. yeah. So, and, that, and so we were kind of, a lot of people today think, Oh, Toto played on Boss Gag. Yeah. No, they re- really weren't formed. Yeah. But those guys were uh, on the tracking dates. And did they, is your nickname Toto? Is that how they got the name? Because did you put them together? No, I did not put them okay. together. I wish I had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't know where the name came from. You have to ask those guys. But, yeah. Um, but they were just uh, young kids. I think uh, when we cut Silk Degrees, yeah. Jeff Picaro, the drummer, I think he was 20. Yeah. Or maybe just 21. So they were just really young kids. And, How long uh, did you have to work on that album back then? Believe it or not, we spent... Now, there were little gaps, but we took close to six months to do that album. Wow. Which you can't do today because yeah. you don't have the budgets. Yeah. Um, but 
I remember it was a special feeling, a special project. We all thought we had something yeah. special. And uh, I remember thinking, man, if, if people hear this, yeah. if they just play it on the radio, it can't miss. But it took a while. It was out for three or four months yeah. before they decided to put Lowdown out as a single. They put a couple other records out. Yeah. They weren't hitting. And it broke in the, in the, through the R&B stations on black channels. That's Because cool. they thought he was black artist. Yeah. And that's what's so cool. You and I, actually, off microphone, on the square in Kulavi, we were talking the other day, just talking about how music has brought so many changes in society and brought so many people together from different cultures, uh, you know, black folks, white folks, everyone coming together with the music. And the music is, it's everything. And it's, I think the music... Business was always ahead of the curve on yeah. on race relations because nobody cared. Yeah. They didn't, you know? just like yeah. our friends down in Muscle Shoals. Exactly. They yeah. thought that they were all black. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's not a black one there. They're just wonderful. They're all wonderful. Yeah, and a lot of black artists wanted to go to Muscle Shoals to get those black caps. Well, when somebody record. mentioned Aretha Franklin. Exactly. Yeah. They were all white guys. They so were when white Aretha guys. went down there, Aretha Franklin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe her husband or maybe the, the head of the record label, whoever, they were like, wow, where's the band? And they said, we are the band. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's so but cool. But I, I, yeah. uh, I think the music business was always a little ahead of the curve. Yeah. There, I would agree. Know. Just like yeah. um, Rick Hall. He really call it fame. Yeah, yeah. fame. Yeah. Because fame doesn't stand for fame, famous. No, it, it stands for Florence, Alabama Music Emporium. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Have you ever worked at fame, Tom? No, no. Okay. Or I, Muscle I Shoals? It like a like a um a tourist. But I did actually meet um oh uh, who's the who's the recall? Recall. Yeah, yeah. Because I I told him when I went there who I was. Yeah, and I asked if I could see Recall. He was in his office, and when he was still alive, you couldn't tour his office. Yeah. Now now since he's passed, you can. Yeah. And so I just threw it out there to his receptionist, and she called upstairs. And he said, "Yeah, send him up." So I'm talking about the I music. got to meet Recall. No way. When yeah, I'd have my pic- had my picture made with him, and he his big thing was building a tornado shelter. He was scared <laughs> to death of tornadoes. Uh, I and can't blame he... him. I'm a little afraid of them myself. <laughs> I'm a Californian. Yeah, yeah, and you're used to earthquakes. Yeah, uh, I guess if you can get used to that. They're terrifying too, but yeah, uh, something really scary about a tornado. Right? But yeah. he was very scared of them, and that very day that we were meeting, he was having his tornado shelter Man. built. Well, wow. you know, talking about Rick Hall and talking about Muscle Shows, there was a group that went down there and recorded some songs, but before they went to Muscle Shows, they actually followed Tom Perry and his band on stage out in California. Tom Perry, not only are you uh, an ace recording engineer and producer, story, you? but yeah. you play bass, and you, you've actually you've been on stage with, with who? Uh, the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Any, anybody heard of them? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a little story I, I almost forget. A lot of people know me and don't know that story. But we had a band out in Sacramento, California in the 60s, and we were pretty popular locally. And uh, through a, a disc jockey manager, we got a little record deal out of San Francisco, Autumn Records, Okay, no longer there. And, um, and we had a big follow, following locally, and the Stones were on their first national tour. 
and they came through Sacramento, and we ended up opening the show. Wow. And the second, uh, the the birds followed us. Wow. They wow. just had Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah. And what was and the, the name of your band? Uh, we were the Invaders, but actually we did this record, and our manager changed the name to The Gear One. Don't okay. ask. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but in, in those days, everybody was... It was the English invasion. They were yeah. mad for it. And the, oh, the, yeah. the English had a term, oh, that's gear, meaning that's cool. Yeah. Mm. So our manager said, oh, you'll be the gear one. Yeah. And everything was, was not plural then, remember, like the who. Yeah. Right. And so it was like the gear one, like the cool one. Uh, and we uh, hated the name. Yeah. But we wanted to be famous, so we did whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we opened for the Stones. Yeah. yeah they really didn't give any anything about us, honestly. No, actually um, – uh, the one guy that that did talk to us was uh, uh, the guitar player Keith. Uh, Keith, yeah, yeah. Keith he was Richard. friendly. Yeah, um, you know, Mick didn't even look at us really. All right, and we were all in the in the same <laughs> dressing room. You know. That is, but, but it was it's quite a memory. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and so you know, with the birds, uh, maybe later on, maybe he wasn't on Tambourine Man. I'm still learning about Americana, but Graham Parsons. Uh, was with the birds later on. I think on. he was then. I he think this is where he started. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's but they came cool. to Nashville and they recorded Sweetheart of the Rodeo in Nashville. But Graham Parsons' aunt lived up on Barrow Court here in Columbia. So the birds stayed right here in Columbia when they Oh, is that right? Them. Yeah. Cool. Is that what led you here? How did you get to Columbia once again? Because you, you came to Nashville and you worked with George Strait, Tanya Tucker, Glenn Campbell. Yeah, a lot of people. But you yeah. chose Columbia, which is it's wonderful. Well, when I came back the second time, yeah. Okay. Um, I was uh, looking for some place in the surrounding area. Yeah. So I had a lot of little towns on my... Yeah. And and I knew that Phil Everly lived in Columbia. Yeah. Right. And, and I knew him from the old days, and I thought, well... If, if Phil lives here, it must be a cool town. Did you talk yeah. to him when he was here? Uh, not very often because okay. we had, you know, lost touch over the yeah. years. But, but I thought, well, if if he lives there, it must it must be something to it. Yeah. So I just kind of turned around, looked at different towns, and I came into Columbia and went right downtown. Yeah. And I said, okay, Man, I'll, I'll it try is this beautiful. Place. So did our yeah. friends Kathy and Grady help you at all? Uh, no, Kathy. Kathy and Grady always lived up in Dixon and up up. That area, I yeah, think they're in, in Burns. Burns now. Right. Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't have a hand in it. I just, uh, it was kind of crazy in a way. You know, I didn't really know much about it, but I thought, yeah, looks like a cool place to live, and it's close to Nashville. Yeah. And I just started looking for houses, and I have no regrets. I've been here six years now. Yeah, well, it is. And I love uh, it. You know, it's so a wonderful place, it. and it's even more wonderful because you're here. And you know, huh. the right. seasons. Can you believe we're already coming up on August? Uh, no, and the, and the older you get, the faster it goes. So I, yeah, but did yeah. you know that it's it's actually coming up towards September? Oh, God. you see, that's a yeah, segue I missed there. That. Boy, that was uh, yeah. No, September. You dropped that, and I missed it. Yeah, no, so yeah. I got these wonderful songs. Uh, I said to you, could you please give me some of these songs to listen to at home? And man, Earth, Wind, and Fire. You worked yeah. on with them, and the uh, September we'll be playing in just a second. But uh, can you tell us just a that's touch classic. about being in the studio with Earth, Wind, and Fire? Um, phenomenal. I mean, they, you know, Maurice White was. Was the founder and the, and the, the main cog? It yeah. was his band, and two of his brothers played with him, of course. Uh, Maurice was a true genius, you know. I mean, he was uh, breaking new ground with a fusion of jazz and R and B and and some rock elements. And yeah, there there was 
nothing like that kind of music. Yeah. You know? um, and I was thrilled to do, I guess, three or maybe four albums with them. And the great engineer, George Massenburg, got me that gig. Wow. Because uh, he was her engineer, and he was building a studio at the time. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and he, they were going to do a new album, and, and he wanted time to work in the studio. Yeah. So he asked Maurice if he would try me. Oh, cool. Not that there wasn't a lot of pressure on, you know. And, yeah, uh, I can't even imagine. So we go in the studio, and, of course, Maurice didn't really want me to do it. He wanted George <laughs> to do it. But I go in, and he agreed to give me a shot. And we go in to cut this, the fir- very first song. Yeah. I went in the studio, just met the guys, and the first song was September. Yeah. We're first thing I ever did with him. I'm going to play some of that right now. You're giving me the goosebumps, man. Okay. I'm here with the man who was there with Earth, Wind, and Fire, putting this all down on audio tape. It was like... Two-inch tape? Oh, it was all mag, yeah. Man, yeah. oh, man. 24-track. Here it is, September, and the connection, of course. The legendary Tom Perry here with Earth, Wind, and Fire. You were the engineer of this thing. And yeah. real quick, uh, how many tracks did you have on this? We only had 24. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that was it. That's and this was not automation. I mean, you had to use your hands. Uh, I think we had automation for mixing, but... Okay. Uh, for tracking, we only had 24 tracks. So. And the point is there was no such thing as Pro Tools. No. No. Editing was we cut the tape Man. with razor blade. And did you have to cut any of this tape? I'm sure we did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, here yeah. is September, Earth, Wind, and Fire, y'all. September there, Tom Perry's artistry, recording engineer. So were you smiling as you heard them performing that song right there? Was it, how many tracks were they doing live at the time? I mean, did they play the, the entire arrangement or did you add so, things? No, we started out with just the, you know, like the basic tracks, which is guitar, bass, drums, keyboard, yeah, um, maybe a rough vocal. And then every, it was built on from there. Yeah. And Maurice would, did a lot of percussion. Yeah. He did a lot of strings and horns, background vocals. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was difficult trying to 
make that all fit on 24 track. Yeah. You had to combine a lot of stuff. You had to pre-mix things. Were there ever yeah. times where, you know, is there some trick that you have in the studio where it's like, guys, I know you're not going to believe this, but this coffee lid, if you play that behind the bass thump, it actually gives you this extra. Those things did happen now yeah. and then. Yeah, placing things in the studio. I remember doing some percussion overdubs on on the Silk Degrees album with Boss Gags and, yeah. you know, moving uh, Tom Toms into the bathroom of this recording studio. Yeah. Because you could add reverb, but yeah. that was more natural stuff. Yeah. You know? So we we put it in the in the men's bathroom, mic'd the drum tight, but then we left the door open, and I put a mic down the hallway too. Uh huh. You know, so you could get that kind of just. So yeah, you, you had to do stuff like that because you didn't have everything available like in Pro Tools. Had you, right. as a as a young person? Had you been practicing at home? You know, did you study this all your life, or when did you actually? No, start I, I tripped into it. I was okay. a musician, and yeah. it wasn't my goal to be an engineer. Okay, um, but I was uh, had moved down to LA and kind of doing different things. And one of my brothers, who's in the business, said he had a friend at a studio who was looking for an engineer. Yeah, it was this little demo studio, and he was doing the mixing himself, and he he was getting tired of it, and he wanted some help. And I, honest to God, as, as I remember it, and I'm old now, so good luck. But <laughs> as I remember it, I said to him, what's an engineer? All right. And he said, well, you know, when you go in the studio, it's the guy on the other side of the glass yeah. that's turning all the dials. And I, thought, I said, why would I want to do that? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a musician. And he what? said, well, no, you know, it's like you'll be networking, you'll get in there, and you'll meet yeah. writers and musicians, and who knows where it'll take you. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll do this and see where it goes. Uh-huh. You know, and, and you enjoyed 50 it. 50 years later, you know, so we're still doing it. So. Well, it has definitely gone all over the place. Now, it's neat because folks like Boz Skaggs, uh, perhaps, you know, growing up, you hadn't heard of him. And maybe even Earth, Wind, and Fire, you probably hadn't heard of them when you were growing up. Well, when I was growing up, uh, yeah. you know, we didn't have Had uh, you ever heard electronics. of Johnny Mathis? You know, when we you didn't have electricity up. yet when I was a kid. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, no. You didn't have electricity? No, no. We had straw he on the He is joking. Floor. I'm kidding. They used to have to watch TV by No, when light. I was a kid, I mean, you know, I, I when I was really little, it was like Elvis yeah. and... And Little Richard and Fat Stomino. Yeah, but did you ever hear Johnny Mathis when you were Oh, sure. Well, but he came in the 60s, so. I know, but did you find yourself super shocked? Oh, this is another setup. Segway, yeah. Is this a setup? You're suddenly, you are confronted, you're in the studio with Johnny Mathis. Okay, quick story. Do we have time? Yeah. Quick story about That's okay, we can. He had a record on We can even run late if we want to. Too Much Too Little Too Late, which is a duet with um, Denise Williams. Williams. Yeah. And it wasn't happening. Yeah. So a friend of mine who was a staff producer there told the producer, Jack Gold, who produced the record, he said, well, you got a great record. He said, it's just it's just horrible. I mean, it's not mixed right. He said, call Tom Perry. Cool. Remix this record. Yeah. So he called me, and I didn't want to do it because I was real busy, but I thought, well, it's a single, so I'll go in. Yeah. So I went in, I started listening. I said, you got to redo this vocal, and you got to redo this guitar, and and." Lo and behold, I thought they were just going to take me off the gig because uh-huh. I wasn't producing it. And whatever I said, they said, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get Johnny back in. He'll sing his part. I said, well, you got to get Denise back in. And she was a friend of mine because I worked with her with with Maurice White. Yeah. And so they redid the vocals and we did a bunch of stuff. And, and then I totally redid the record and put it out and went to number one. 
Wow. And it was like... That's wonderful. Like, that has to make you feel like on top hero, of the world. Yeah, it was like a hero. Yeah, it was really neat. Goes, so that's, that's the story. And as you were one. explaining, you know, for some folks who aren't involved in the music business, it's a very touchy thing because if you were saying, okay, you got to redo this, redo that, and you're not the producer, as yeah, you said. I thought it was a good way to get fired. Might I was say, too like, busy what are you, to do yeah. it anyway, so... Yeah. But lo and behold, they didn't fire me, and they did everything I asked. Yeah. And, and it came back number one, so some... You know, sometimes you, you, you gamble and you lose, and sometimes you win. So. Yeah, well, we got a little bit of this right here. Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams, too much, too little, too late. Then we'll have a word from our sponsors. To pay the bills. Be, that's right, to pay the bills here at WKRM in Columbia. And then we'll be right back with Tom Perry and a special live musical guest, Valerie Lynn, who is working with Great Creek Productions. Before we do this, Tom Perry, yes. Great Creek Productions, that's based here in Columbia. Yeah, you could say that. And this yeah. is your production kind of Nashville, company. Columbia, yeah. And that's so yeah. cool. And we can't wait to hear the story about how you and Valerie Lynn met. Americana Ann, she has a scoop on that, I think. Uh, we'll have all for that. a treat when you hear Valerie's. So. Oh, yeah. And all that will be coming up after we have Too Much, Too Little, Too Late, a touch of that. With Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams, Denise Williams, and a word from our sponsors right here on WKRM. Stay tuned. Yes, it's over, call it a day Sorry that it had to end this way No reason to pretend We knew it had to end someday This way Yes, it's over, the kids are gone Be right back after this word from our sponsors here at WKRM, Americana Central Time. Music, news, and sports in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Man, oh man, we are back here at Americana Central Tile. I'm George Hamilton V, and Americana Ann is right here. And our legendary special guest, Tom Perry, is across the board. How about a round of applause? Oh, my goodness. Man, oh man. You know, we were listening to Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams too much, too little, too late before we went to the commercial break. Now we're going to sort of delve into the area of, so you came to Nashville. Jimmy Bowen gave you this call, I yeah, think. Yeah, back in the late 80s. And Jimmy yeah. Bowen, he was the head of, was it MCA at the time? Yeah, MCA, Capital. Yeah. Uh, he, had he was labels. really the it man. Yeah, he was Mr. Yeah. People were afraid of him. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah. But, you but, know, now this is neat. I think we can talk about this. It was just a fun story about Jerry Lee and Jimmy in the studio. The only reason we bring this thing up, it's not to be detrimental to anybody, but just the the wide open wild life in the studio in Nashville back in that era. 
and how some people who have a nickname, The Killer, Oh my he, he's a legend. Can we actually and we love say him. this? Yeah, I think yeah. we can because it's not as if we're we're trying to uh, make his memory to fame. We're just actually we're celebrating. But that the memory was of, his real that nickname. That guy was wild. I mean, he was just fantastic. Jerry Lee was one of a kind. Sometimes he was he he would make us breathless. Yeah. Were you in the studio, or this is just a story you actually? Just a story, you know. Uh, and it could be a ghost story. It could be like a, a uh, when a I worked with Bowen. You know, he 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 was always packing. Oh, yeah. And I, I asked him about it one time. It's the first time I worked with him. I worked with him out in L.A. Then he brought me out to Nashville. That would be Jimmy Bowen. Jimmy Bowen. And yeah. the first time I went in the studio with him, he had a briefcase. And he opened the briefcase. He had papers and arrangements <laughs> and stuff. And he was kind of taking papers out of his briefcase. And he took this gun out, set uh, it on the console <laughs> just to get it out of the way. Yeah. And I remember saying, hey, Bowen, I heard you were tough. But, geez, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure, you know. Yeah. Um, so I asked him why he packed, and and he said that he'd he'd cut Jerry Lee, Lee Lewis from the label. All right, I don't remember wow. which label it was, Capitol or or MCA, one of them. And he he let him go, and he was coming out of a studio one night, and Jerry Lee drove by and took a shot at him. <laughs> oh my! Fortunately, missed him. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he he always carried a gun after that, but. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know how widely that's known, and yeah, well, he we, didn't press charges or anything. Yeah, but. well, there was a neat show. Uh, Georgette Jones wrote a wonderful book about her mom and dad, uh, Tammy Wynette and George Jones. Yeah, and in one of the scenes in the studio, I think it, it might have been B- Billy Sherrill who had a gun that was on the on the recording board. You know, yeah. and back in those days, it's just amazing the oddity. Billy uh, Sherrill had a lot of guns. No way. He had a lot, a lot of guns. Yeah. But we're, of course, we're not all about guns on this show. It's just we're talking no, about. No, no. You know who also used to people. carry a gun in the studio was Phil Spector. No way. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Ryan always playing with guns. Yeah. Yeah. Got wow. him in trouble. Eventually yeah. Too. It did. did. You, yeah. Did you work with Phil Spector? No, I. I don't know that I would have taken his call if he called. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's it is neat. We have so many people in the music business who are creative geniuses, and it is it's wonderful that many times they. They didn't get into deep trouble. There was They're their own worst enemy. Well, Phil, Phil Spector, you know, obviously he was a talented guy, but yeah. he had a reputation um, for being really impossible to work with. Yeah. And um, the reason I say I wouldn't take his calls because at at the time when it was really happening for me, I could be a little selective, and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't cool. relish working for people that. Yeah. Was going to be painful, you know. Well, I, and that's neat because when I tried to get you on the show it, a couple know? a couple of shows ago, I've been trying to get you on, and you wouldn't take my car. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that makes me think. Now I was on your show. It was the pandemic was on. I want yeah. to say it was twenty yes. twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Yeah, and it's now twenty twenty three. So I want to say you've got me back on. I know. popular demand. Popular I don't know demand. where you've been for three years. But. Well, that's what Sunday, too, is we've heard that by popular demand that perhaps the reason why the, the, the web situation, WKRMRadio.com, is down tonight is that so many people have been tuning in. That's because of show. Valerie. That's right. But before, Can we talk about Valerie? Well, I'll tell you what. Well, I'll tell you, let's just go straight to Valerie yeah. Lynn because this She's is She's got amazing. all the fans, not me. 
Yeah. You know? Now, she, yeah. you are an I got artist three, with three grandkids that said they would listen, but that's about it. Well, <laughs> they can listen to the podcast. Valerie has 13,000. What's so. needed? I think they broke the system. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put this microphone on here for Valerie. Valerie, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Now, you all were up there in the green room. And in the green room, there was this story that Americana and she can came I, to say. Can I oh. tell the audience yes. the truth? Yes. <laughs> it's not green. Oh, that's true. The room's not green. It's brown. Yeah. Yeah. It's but brown. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's a cool story. We don't get so all the stories here. Yes. Let Tom tell it from the very beginning, even though it does involve an airplane. An it's airplane a is bit involved. Different. Oh, how, I'm, how I got to Valerie. Yeah. Yes. Valerie it's a crazy Lynn. business, you okay. know? And over the years, I've met very talented people in odd ways. <laughs> so I'm on a plane. Flying out to Cal, I'm boarding boarded a plane going out to to San Jose for a family reunion. Okay, this was last summer, and I get on the plane and I'm, I always get aisle seats because I'm a little claustrophobic on the plane. I'm not yeah. afraid of them, but yeah, I don't I, I don't want I want to be able to get out in the alley on, yeah. the, on the aisle. So, and nobody was sitting in the middle of the or the window seat. I'm going, oh man, am I going to get the whole row to myself? Yeah. I was so excited. And just before they close the door, this couple rushes on. The plane, the last minute, and they sit down next to me. So I was a little bit disappointed, but it, so they now today on the plane, nobody talks to anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on the phone or on their you know their tablet or whatever, and so I'm used to that. So, uh, but anyway, they started talking. This couple, and of course, it got to well, what do you do? So I told him what I did. Yeah. And he got all excited, and then he Googled me on his phone yeah. while we were talking, and he says, "Oh my God!" He said, "We." This guy's famous, you know, and he's getting all excited. Yeah. So now we start talking about that. And this is a funny story because if you know Nashville or L.A., you know, your waiter is a songwriter and everybody's got a son-in-law or a daughter that writes. Yeah. So he says, hey, you know, my son-in-law lives in Nashville and he writes songs. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. (laughs) But I always leave that door open. Yeah. I said, hey, here's my contact. Um, Have him call me. And, or get a hold of me, and I'll listen to his songs. Yeah. So it, his name was Nick, and he's a great writer. Mm-hmm. And we immediately signed a bunch of his songs. And one of the songs he he had this singer on, he co-writes with Valerie a lot. Valerie, I heard her voice on a demo. She did not write the song. Okay. Nick did. So I heard this voice, and I, before the song was over, I dialed Nick, and I said, who's this singer? Yeah. So he tells me about Valerie, and I said, man, could you I, – I think I said give her my contact. And yeah. Did you call me or did I call you? I don't remember. I ended up calling you, actually, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, should I email him? Or, or Nick? And Nick was like, I think you should call no, him. No, just call him. <laughs> okay. That's the best way to <laughs> yeah. get him. Yeah. So um, Valerie called me, and, uh, you know, I don't do that much – recording anymore okay. you know i'm kind of semi-retired from the studio do a lot of fishing in the duck river and no i don't <laughs> fish but okay. you know it's like been there done that yeah i'm, I'm done with 12 hours in yeah. a room with no windows you know yeah and it's neat because you when you get involved with a project even it's though it's because i love it and it starts getting all, yeah you, it, it takes over so valerie yeah. gave me the motivation yeah to get off my butt and go back in the studio so nice. we're hoping to do that in the next month or so so that's how I met Valerie. Yeah, yeah that is very amazing. cool. Well, I can't wait to hear. Now, you Valerie, sing. Thank now you. Valerie had been 
over in Eastern Europe? Had you lived there for a while? Yes, or? actually. I lived, uh, I've been here now back in Nashville for about a year, but before okay. that, I was living in the Czech Republic yeah. for four years. Wow. And yeah. What was that like? <laughs> it was a different world, different experience. I was actually in the middle of nowhere, too, in a little village. So I learned a lot about, you know, just life. I had time to slow down, actually. And just honestly, that's when I started to rediscover, like, the passion for writing. And um, I felt like I finally had something to say, and I'd go for long walks on the back roads, and I just felt like songs were coming, and that's kind of like... And on your Facebook page, mm -hmm. uh, there's like some video clips and things like that. Yeah. And maybe also on your on your personal website, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, because I remember seeing like different performances and maybe just different scenic shots yeah. uh, from the beautiful countryside over there in the Czech Republic. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, of course, that at one time, Czech Republic and Slovakia were Czechoslovakia. Mm -hmm. uh, two different places now, two different countries. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but uh, we got a, a friend named Peter Metcher who is involved with uh, country music over there and writes uh, magazines and radio presenter and stuff like that and he is trying to be listening tonight or will be listening to the podcast yeah. but uh i was over there in czech in you know, uh, prague mm -hmm. and uh, there was a wonderful guy there named yizhi brabek mm -hmm. who was the leader of a band called the country beat and my father first went over to russia and czech republic due to yizhi brabek and that's george of course in czech right and uh just the love for this country music or this American roots music, mm -hmm. be rock and roll or whatever, uh, it's just, it goes all around the world. We really have created some wonderful sounds here with folks like Tom Perry that people overseas cannot get enough of. And now you all will be working in the studio together in the next few months or already? Yeah, yeah. that's the plan, yes. And you're going back to Czech Republic in a couple weeks. Yes, that's right, yes. Do some concerts and stuff. Yes, I've got a concert September 2nd and September 3rd. Uh, the first city is actually, it's Mohonice. It's a Mohonitsky folk fest. Yeah. Yes, and then the next day I'll be in Trutnov, which is a little bit north of Prague. Um, yeah. For their, like, summer festival. So, That's cool. And yeah. those Prague is on my bucket list. It's a beautiful oh, city. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should go. <laughs> yeah. Tom, are you going? No, no. Um, Valerie didn't invite me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still got a couple of weeks. Let's get I you a plane they ticket. Have, um, they have a, uh, an age maximum okay. in the Czech Republic. <laughs> All right. And I'm old. I'm beyond You're too the young. maximum. Yeah. They won't, they won't let me in. Because right. they're afraid that I might get sick and they have to take care of me. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I think but it's an insurance thing. Did you yeah. did you ever consider a career in comedy? You're a comedian. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. It, it comes naturally. I, I, I hope it. You know, I throw ten jokes out there, and hopefully one of them will, will <laughs> land. Right. You know. And in the studio, did you find yourself, Tom, back in the day, and even today? Uh, many times, the studio can get it. Some people, it's like, man, the life is on the line. This is my record. And could you ease the stress with some kind of... I, I tried. I mean, yeah. I was always trying to get people to back off. But, you know, it depends on the client. Some, yeah. some of them would would not accept that very well. <laughs> so who's your you favorite? Know? Who's you my favorite? Yeah, you have to have a favorite. Well, uh, I, I could name a few. Maybe okay. Valerie Lynn. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, Valerie's my current favorite. Uh -huh. uh, after, after all the years, I mean, the the nicest people, I think, most fun to work with was Boss Gags, Michael yeah. McDonald. 
Yeah. Helen Reddy, believe it or not. Remember oh, Helen Reddy? Yeah. Of course. I, I that ain't no way to treat a lady. Yeah, I did that record. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dang, we're going to have to have several Helen was you. known to be kind of a ball buster, if I can say okay. that on, yeah. on the radio. A tough lady. But she was, I, I just loved her. We we were close friends for a long time. Um, Maurice White was a, was a yeah. sweet guy, tough guy to work for. Yeah. What about but a nice guy. Jackson Brown? Jackson? Uh, yeah, Jackson I liked Jackson. He was... He was a little closed off, okay. you know. But your yeah. comedy, yeah, you your could comedy only get so close. And Stevie um, Nicks, Michael ja- Stevie was lovely. She's just a, a beautiful soul. I love Stevie. Um, but uh, Michael, you know, Michael Jackson was very guarded, yeah, because his, he was raised that way. Because everybody generally around him wanted something, yeah. So he was very guarded from a very early age. From a very early age, and he was very protective. But after about Seriously, three or four months in working with him, he he realized you said that I wasn't looking months. for something for You worked him. with him for like Well, I worked with Michael for about months. three and a half years. Wow. Altogether, yeah, yeah, on several projects. Yeah. But uh, once he let his guard down, mm-hmm. uh, we had a lot of good time. He was a wacky, crazy guy. So he told but, some jokes, too. But very sweet. No, he didn't tell jokes, but he <laughs> laughed at mine. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was one of my biggest fans. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I said, well, we're going to, here's Valerie. Now, Valerie, yes. you got a guitar player with you. And I what do. is his name? This this is Ian Bennett here. Say All hi, right. Ian. There you go. Hey, yeah. Ian. <laughs> and we, so he's going to be playing the guitar, singing some harmony. That's right, yeah. yeah Valerie doesn't play guitar or piano. Uh-huh. We're trying to get her to learn. How do that. you write? Did you write, do you think the melody in your head? Yeah, actually, it's it's quite strange, but I think of the melody in my head. I I'm familiar with chords and yeah. stuff, so I can kind of say when I'm writing with someone, yeah. let's not do that chord or different yeah. voicing or. But a lot of times, yeah, melody and lyric and hooks, and then I do all my own harmonies usually too in the studio. Nice. And yeah, it's just a collaborative process. But I co-write. I love to co-write yeah. because I think everyone brings something special and unique to the table, and I'm like here for what. For what that is, I think it's more magic when there's more people involved. So, so right, tell, tell us about that. the song. All right. So this first song is called Where We Are, and actually I did co-write it with Nick Lascano and my good friend Katie Clossimo. Yes, that's who we were talking about earlier, Nick. Nick, yeah. He's so talented. Um, and we actually wrote it when I was in the Czech Republic over Z- Zoom. This okay. is during COVID. I had just broken off an engagement. I was living by myself in an apartment in Czech. And... Um, it's just kind of about when you're confused and you you don't know what to do at this crossroads of a relationship, basically. That's cool. Well, here is Valerie Lynn to tell us all about it in song on Americana Center Time on WKRM. Stone blind, hoping one sticks. Our words fly like bullets, bleed when they hit. Tired from this all or nothing kind of love. Sick of feeling like I wanna give it up. Before I would have swept it all under the rug. I can't hide it anymore. This is where we are right now. Facing what we've done somehow. Put our cards on the table Let us see if we're able To put this aside No one has to be right 
Nobody's winning when we try to fight. This is where we are. are. Yesterday and it had me missing When it was easy I wanna pick up all the pieces To see what still fits Trying to make it look pretty Spilled hearts on a page Don't make it okay When the words that you say Are a little too late They're just a little too late This is where we are right now Facing what we've done somehow Put our cards on the table Let us see if we're able To put this aside No one has to be right Nobody's winning when we try to fight This is where we are Turn back time, what did we do wrong? I know we both wanted everything to work out But did we wait too long? Where do we go from here? How do we move on? Can we turn back time, what did we do wrong? I know we both wanted everything to work out But did we wait too? This is where we are Put our cards on the table Let us see if we're able to put this aside. No one has to be right. Nobody's winning when we try to fight. This is where we are. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? How do we move on? Can we turn back time? What did we do wrong? I know we both wanted everything to work out. Man, oh man, Valerie Lynn right here. I tell you what, Tom Perry, you got a great ear, too. You know talent when you hear it, obviously. Yeah. Man, that's fantastic. So, Valerie, is that is that one of the songs you all have you already recorded together, or is it something coming up in the next few months? Oh, we've we've got it in our to do list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. yeah, that is so cool. We got a commercial break right here. Okay. Then we'll be back with Valerie Lim and one and only Tom Perry, and of course Americana Ann, and yours truly, George Heaven of the Fifth, right here on Americana Central Time. After these words from our sponsors on WKRM, y'all. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen. Thank you for tuning in to 103.7 FM WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? 
experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, health care, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. WKRM 103.7, Columbia, Tennessee. Your front porch radio for the Columbia Central Lions, the Tennessee Vols, and the Atlanta Braves. Radio! 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 Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Man, oh man, I want to remind you all, tomorrow I'll be talking all about tonight's show on my wonderful Mule Town Merry-Go-Round <laughs> Popular Music Hour from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. on WKRM 103.7 FM, 1340 AM. If you're on your tractor riding around beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee, or anywhere in marvelous Murray County, Tennessee, Americana, and can you believe I said that so fast? You said it lickety-split do I Do I have to own a tractor now to live in Columbia? Do you, have <laughs> a tra- you have a tractor. Don't you live on... I sold it, but maybe I could... You sold it. your tractor? What? People don't sell their tractors. No. I just well, got me a farm You know what they cub, do with their 19... tractors? This no. is what they do with their what tractors. They when they do, when their tractors just wear out, they park it in their front yard for yard art. Oh, I said, well, see, I, I sold the tractor and bought some mules when I moved here. Yeah. Because I thought you had to have a mule. Well, that's yeah. that's a prerequisite, yeah. also. But well, it, I'm having difficulty because when the mule was little, he he, you know, I could keep him in the house. But it's getting a little tough now. That's true. You know. <laughs> so did you house you know, train your mule? Well, uh, yeah, but you know, he it's not a hundred percent. So, well, you know, talking I about the mule, something. we have this wonderful portrait of a mule, which is called 
quite simply, The Mule. It is not a simple portrait. It is by the one and only James Richards. Uh, we call him the man behind the mule, and he is this wonderful painter, along with being a masterful musician and singer-songwriter. And we have your very own copy, signed by James Richards. Each oh, one is nice. numbered. Valerie Lynn, y'all got one, and, and of course, Tom Perry, you got one. They will be framed in your house. And no, there are not little cameras inside of there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> These portraits are fantastic. You check out all around town. You will hopefully find your very own copy of the mule. Americana Ann, do you have a portrait of the mule? I don't have a Maybe portrait. Maybe we'll have to pass one to you tonight. Mule. That's right. I thought we were going to pass one to Tom and Valerie. We are, but they're yeah. on the desk over there. But I, I'm going to have oh, to Oh, and you. Nick. Now, we're going Whatever to your last name is, it sounds nope. good. Oh, no. I'm Ian. That's Ian. Ian. You're Ian. Yeah. Ian, I'm not as cool as Nick. <laughs> okay. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, now, we're talking about traveling all over the world, playing music, living in the Czech Republic during the COVID. So you were like, in a way, over in Poland, we call it isolatka. That's isolation. What is the word for isolation in Czech? doesn't matter if you don't know. Yeah, you know what? I should know, but I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was on tour over there with my friend Tom Comet, and we were playing with a wonderful busloads of wonderful Polish Mm -hmm. country bands. That's where I met some of my friends. Colorado band, of course, Michael Lone Star. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge singer over there. And we were staying at like a dormitory for students. And there was some kind of, th- maybe it was like timeout room or whatever, but on the door it said, Isolatka, which meant <laughs> isolation, I believe. I just didn't know if yeah. you felt like you were in Isolatka. I just know the word alone is like Sam or Sama. That's so, cool. Yeah, that's what I, that's yeah. the most of it. Well, now, Tom Perry, yes, heritage sir. of your family, do you have a heritage from Europe? We're Italian. That's cool. Yeah, in fact, I did one of those DNA tests. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Why is Okay, that? I'll tell you why. And I just did it last year. Because all my life, okay, my grandparents, both sides, everybody's from Italy. Yeah. Mm. And I'm so in love with the fact that I'm Italian. Yeah. That I didn't want to find out I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I figured I was old enough that I fooled myself for my entire life. And I didn't want to know. Yeah. And so my daughter-in-law sent me this kit for Christmas last year. Okay. And I thought, okay, I'll put it in the drawer, and I'll just not bring it up, and she'll forget. And she didn't forget. And every time I talked to her on the phone, she said, did you do I I just want to know about your DNA. Did you do it? And I'm going like, I'm going to have to do this. Uh-huh. So I sent it in, okay? And it came back 89% Italian. I'm wow. Like, yes. Yeah. So, that yeah, cool. pretty that's much so Italian. There was some other Mediterranean in there. Yeah. That's cool. You know, Greek and stuff like that. So okay. I wanted to be Jewish. I just knew I was yeah. Jewish because yeah. my grandmother had this huge widow's peak that came almost. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. So, yeah, I, but Can't you be anything you want now? I, well, yeah, you can. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm actually related to Henry VIII. No you way. Are? Yes. Wow. Well, you're much more beautiful wow. than Henry VIII. Although he was quite <laughs> yeah. handsome. Well, but he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that's So in you your can imagine DNA. why that's, I'm yeah. not excited about yeah. that. Well, you know, I'm going to be, uh, in, I'm soon going to be a, a Hispanic woman, I've decided. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> just because you can, right? Yeah, why so, not? I mean, the yeah. world is, it, it, it's wide open. Well, but you know, the thing that's so woman. cool is <laughs> when you mention the word crazy, we won't have time to play it tonight. But in the next interview, uh, Crazy in Love, Conway Twitty. Oh, Conway. You were with a song's best friend, Conway Twitty. What I did was that two like? albums with Conway. Wow. He was a super nice guy. Yeah. So super did Loretta nice ever come with him? 
No. Um, Did you ever work he with was her? Married to D, was her name yeah. Dee? Uh-huh. Okay. And, and she, I think she this was, was made well sounds past. like a co-producer or things like that. She yeah, she him managed off. him. She was she basically ran him. Yeah. Um but this was well after she, he was doing duets with her. Yeah. I, so did I, you come to Twitty City? I went to Twitty City. It you went to Twitty to City? Seen. Yeah. We need to have an there. album of you, you Tom Perry not, live not. at Twitty City. <laughs> GV, but do I you like remember Twenty Twitty City? I do. Yeah, but I never actually went. Yeah. I always dreamed of going. Well, I mean, didn't he open it to tourists and stuff? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And he was, it was a little short guy. Yeah, with that great big voice. Yeah, and he was uh, a really nice guy, and he really liked my work. And it commonly was funny because he would, we'd be getting ready to mix. Not yeah. so much when we were cutting the track. Yeah, when we were doing the final mix. He'd have all this list of instructions. Okay, I want blah, 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 and I'm trying to remember everything. Yeah. Blah, 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 and I don't want this, and I want that, and blah, 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 and I'm going, like, maybe I should write this down. And yeah. And going through this list. And then he'd finish, and he'd say, but anyway, you know best. Just do it your way. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so after a couple of times, he said, I know, oh, just ignore him. But did you he know? ever call you on the phone and say, hello, darling? Uh, <laughs> no, but, but in, I wish he had. In some of the songs y'all recorded together, did you get a, get a chance to get his voice? He did a wonderful version of The Rose. I don't know if you ever heard that. Bette Midler had the big I did, hit. yeah. But just to hear Conway, man, he had so much emotion in his uh, voice. Honestly, one of the best voices I've ever worked with. Yeah. Wow. Just phenomenal. Well, besides so, Valerie Lynn. Are you going to ever write a book? Have Boy, you thought about Boy, I've had so it? many people uh-huh. ask me. Okay. The answer is I think so, but I better hurry, you know. <laughs> oh, why is that? Well, I'm, you know, I don't want to give my age away, but I'm over Twenty-five 30. is not that old. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm almost forty now. All right, but, um, you are. Oh, in, I didn't know. <laughs> you, you just look like you're in perfect health. You oh, look like you. you are definitely uh, in work. shape. Yeah, it it takes a while to look as good as I do. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> all seriousness aside. Well, I'd love Steve to Elton's. read your book. So I'm thinking about it now because I found out that you can. There's a device that you can talk into. Nice. And then somehow you get that hooked up to your computer. Yeah. And yeah. it prints it out. That's cool. Because I, I couldn't yeah. imagine sitting there typing. Yeah. So the other hesitation I have is that I'm painfully honest person. I mean, like if you have a horrible haircut and you say, <laughs> do you like my haircut? I will say I like it. So I'm not that I'm not mean. But if right. you said, honestly, Tom, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I got to know, should I should I have cut my hair? Did, did I make a mistake? If you really you're kept speak at it, I'd say, yeah, you made a mistake. So my problem with the book is there's all these things I know about people. And some of them are still alive. So yeah. it's like, if I'm going to write this honest book, is it kind of be a tell-all? Or do I skirt these issues? And then I think, well... Is it really my story if I bypass? So yeah. I don't know. I'm having difficulty with that. Well, you know, well, I think. Do what do you all people, think? Do these people know? I mean, if they were rude, crude, and socially unacceptable, then I would think that you would just say your truth, because well, I think it, it will eat you alive if you don't. No, I don't think so. It's just, do I really say something about? I won't mention the person, but a family or a friend that happened that I know about yeah. that we don't talk about. Yeah. And that if that person had died, it would be easier. But 
there are people in my life that are still alive, and I would think, oh, I, I don't want to tell that story because it might hurt their feelings or look poorly on them. Yeah. So do I tell that or not? That's my dilemma. But this is very neat because we are going to leave that with you to think about between okay. now and the next show. Okay. You'll become very, you'll, we're going to be in suspense wondering we will. what his decision was. But and when you have your book, yeah. whether you self-publish <laughs> or not, then you need to come on the show and, okay. and talk well, about it. Well, he's going to be back on the show in like a couple of weeks anyway, right? Anytime you want. See, yeah, and the thing I is, because I think there was supposed to be just like a, a paragraph, or maybe even just a sentence in the book, where when I, I actually say, "What is the most favorite radio show you've ever done?" No, I have the title of the book already. Okay, what is it? George Hamilton the Fifth no, presents what? Tom Perry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? It's got Thank a ring you. to it. <laughs> well, now this is Tom Perry presents. Beautiful, Valerie. lovely, and talented Valerie Lynn. So it's going to be Tom Perry And you've already heard one Valerie song, Lynn. and I bet everybody's going like, please let her sing again and have Tom Perry shut up. Now, no. are you related to Loretta Lynn? I am not. All I right. am not. No. That's cool. I just knew Americana and was wondering. Yeah, I was. I know. Were you wondering? <laughs> have you ever been to Hurricane Mills? No, I That's haven't. the house, Loretta Lynn's house and everything. But I'd love I to. I had breakfast there once. Did you record? No, in the coffee shop. Okay. (laughs) On my way to Memphis. So very neat, though, because um, you've been doing some lots of big music projects, yet you still are a fan of artists and music and stuff like that. I mean, I I don't think you ever stop being a fan in a way. Now, I mean, you can't act like a fan. Only a couple... When I worked with Paul McCartney, it was hard for me not not to turn into this gushing... You know, teeny bopper. Fan. Did you have a question? It you was said, really Paul, hard. I've always been wanted to ask you this. I did, but I was really hesitant because I know, uh, having met a couple of, I, I met George and Paul. Yeah. But I know that they don't really want to be asked those questions about the Beatles. Not that they are ashamed of it or anything, but it's kind of all people do. Yeah. So I, I made sure I didn't go there unless he brought up the subject. Yeah, and a couple times he did, and they gave me a chance to ask a few questions. So yeah, yeah, but that was one of the times when I would say I was out of my element because I I worked with a lot of famous people, and I don't I see them as just regular people. But yeah. it was hard to not see Paul McCartney as Paul McCartney. My God, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is amazing. Well, I tell you, that's what I'm just so excited about. Now, we right now, we if you are listening on the AM or the FM, of course, radio, you're going like, wait, it's 8.05, and the show is still on. We're, we may even, we're going to run this. Maybe we'll go up to a commercial break. We may just end at 8.30, if that's okay. Y'all aren't going to fall asleep, are you? No. Because, you know, not going when it gets this late at night, I stay up all night long, and I will be sent up all night long remembering some of these stories and being spellbound by just the connections with Tanya Tucker, Conway Twitty, the Jacksons, Michael Jackson, Glenn Campbell, Johnny Mathis, Stevie Earth, Wind, Nicks. Fire, Stevie Nicks, by Skaggs, Tanya Tucker, Paul McCartney, most of George all. Strait. Yeah, George Strait. And other names we we missed. There's a time. ton of others, yeah. yeah. I don't even remember myself, but yeah, yeah that's, that's maybe Did you ever work with the Doors? No. No, they were a little before my time. Mm. All right. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. A little before I got there. Well, Ian... I want to know a little bit about you because we've talked about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, tell us, what's well, your last Ian, name? And he's on guitar. Would he be singing harmony on this next song? 
No. Not this next one. I think if we no. if we got another one in That's there. cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, no, Ian, where yes, are you from? I'm from Waverly, Tennessee. <gasps> uh, are you serious? That's where yes, you're ma'am. from, America. Wait a second. Oh, Do my. you know that that is where I live? I didn't know. Y'all the neighbors. Really? Today. Okay. Yeah, I'm from awesome. Franklin. Okay. But I met this man. God bless <laughs> you. <laughs> moved to Waverly, Tennessee. It's and a wonderful little town. It is. I it live is. on... Undisclosed location, I'll tell yeah. you later. Okay. Um, but it's about 12 miles out of town. Okay. okay. And I have a little log cabin oh, in good for you. Aaron, Tennessee. I love Aaron. I love yeah. Aaron. They it's have just that, a little that nice little Irish Yeah, they've got great. that. Yeah. So um, it's just a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Being in the country, and I have nine cows and a horse. It's a dream. It is. I'm living the life. Maybe you could life. take my mule and tractor. Uh, you, you know uh-huh. what? If you have a mule, I need a mule. No, I, for everyone out there, I'm kidding. I don't have a mule, and I don't have a tractor. I do have a Jeep, however. Uh, do you have acreage? Uh, no. I usually only get that in the fall, but right now I'm feeling okay. But it does act up when it gets colder. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Ian, did you go to... Oh, you to meant land. Land, no, no. yes. No, I just have a regular house. Did you go to school in Wavetown? I did. I went to Waverly Central High School and cool. did band and all that over there. And then yeah. uh, I now, played trumpet for a long time, so I could play did. guitar in the jazz band, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, we had um, a wonderful lady, Lisa Stewart. That's right. That uh, has been on the show mm-hmm. a few times, and she plays, she's got her own jazz band, and oh, I'm nice. going to introduce you to You went down and saw her, her at Rudy's wonderful. Jazz Club. Yes, I did. I absolutely did, and she plays the trumpet with her hands. Oh, nice. And she doesn't even, she doesn't touch her mouth. She doesn't, I don't know how she does what she does, but she's amazing. And I am going to introduce you to her. No right. way. That's yes, Tom I Perry am. to Lisa. Yes, I That's am. Me. Okay. I absolutely am. Well, yes. now, you know what's very exciting? We have Valerie Lynn here. And I can tell that you were getting ready to sing a song. I can see the emotion in your eyes. What is this song about? Oh. Well, I think I mentioned that I was engaged over there in Czech. Um, okay. And then I called off the engagement. So this song's called Should Be Married. Yeah. And it was co-written with Nick Lascano and another friend from Los Angeles, Trevor Paul. Okay. Um, but it really was um, processing the end of that engagement. Okay. A little story, too. is like one month after I was supposed to be married, I flew home to be the maid of honor in my cousin's wedding. Wow. So it was just a hard time, and it was just me processing everything that had happened, really. And has it been recorded yet? This has not been recorded. Nope. We're, We're hoping. This is on our list. And I, mm-hmm. I have to interject and say, I've been around a long time. And this song is what songwriting is all about. Cool. If you listen to the lyrics of this song, this is what you call a great song. Cool. Valerie Land right here on Americana Central Time on WKRM Columbia. <laughs> dress that I never wore My dreams hanging by a thread from a closet door They say I wasn't strong enough to stay But it's taking every part of me to throw it away I just couldn't 
anymore. Oh, it's too late to go back and forth. Too soon to move on. All the way these voices in my head are drowning me out. That I should have been married by now. Thought I'd be settling down, but I'm sitting here fighting back tears, counting all the lost years when you never came around. Thought we'd spend the rest of our days making plans, picking out our kids' names, trying to bury all of my fears that I wasted those years. We were just playing house. Damn, I should have been. Staring at a white dress, but it's never mine. Always happy for them from the sidelines. Made of honor, not made of stone. But damn, it's getting hard to keep going alone. I can't take it anymore. 'Cause I should have been married by now. Thought I'd be settling down, but I'm sitting here fighting back tears, counting all the lost years when you never came around. Thought we'd spend the rest of our days making plans, picking out our kids' names, trying to bury all of my fears that I wasted those years. We were just playing house. Damn, I should have been married by now. I know there's more to life. But now I know better. I keep telling myself it's not the right place, right time. Just trying to keep it together, watching them live happily ever. I should have been married by now. Thought I'd be settling down. But I'm sitting here fighting back tears, counting all the lost years when you never came around. I thought we'd spend the rest of our days making plans, picking out our kids' names, trying to bury all of my fears that I wasted those years. We were just playing house. Damn, I should have been married by now. I should have been. Man, oh man, powerful! That's a song. The one and only Valerie Lynn. That is a wonderful song. That song is lovely. You、Thank、know, you. Americana Ann. I could see that song. You love that song. I do love that song. Are you married? I don't want to be married. Why not? You should have been married by now. Because I've been married <laughs> too many times. Oh, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Well, that's the other <laughs> end of the spectrum too, and that's the story of a. Of a woman, I think sometimes right now, and it's okay to not want to be married. It's true,、yeah. but、Absolutely. I think it's it's a actually a different take that I have that maybe is more traditional, I guess. But I feel like, you know, my parents got married before I 
before the age I'm at now. You know, everyone I know got married before I'm at yeah. the age I am now. And it's been a hard thing to kind of balance being wanting to be like a career and go for your dreams, but also to give up what I could have had, which was a marriage. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't right, you know, so just kind of was that deep feeling of, I thought I would have had this by now. All my husbands have been the wrong ones. <laughs> okay. I've been married four times. No I can way. say. That's like Henry the Eighth. <laughs> and you know what? You said you're related to Henry the Eighth. I am yeah. so much better just single and living in Wavetown. Yeah. Wow. But I tell you what, just the music is fantastic. Phenomenal. Tom Perry. So what once again, you all go into the studio. Yeah. She voice. does have a great yeah. voice. You really do. Thank okay, you. so now, are you going to have, what studio are y'all aiming for? Oh, I don't know. Um, that's kind of. Do you need a big room? Because this voice is big. Do you want to have oh, a yeah, Because yeah. we can hook you up. And how we can hook you up is we know the owner of Studio A. Oh, at RCA? Yeah. Yeah, we know the, the owner, Preston Aubrey there. Preston. Yeah. Yeah, let's he talk about that. He would love, and we will. I'm going to give you his personal cell phone that, that number. That would be awesome. And, that studio is fantastic. And it, yeah. since you are a baby boomer, you can just call him right up because that's <laughs> what we do. We answer the phone. Did you work? Yeah, Have you phone. worked in that studio before? No, because it's not easy to work there. Yeah. Um, but they're that, pretty yeah, booked that's up a all the time. Legendary place. Love yeah. to work there. But I, you know, there's a lot of good studios. I, yeah. I, I decide that once we have our song right now it's a process yeah we're we're trying to get four or five songs yeah we're almost there yeah probably are there yeah um and and then once i know we have the material because it's like building a house the project's only as strong as the songs yeah gotta start with that yeah the studio the musicians what i do in my mind that's the easy part the hard part is getting the songs like should have been married by now that yeah are going to knock people over. Yeah. And that's my thing. When you're trying to break a new artist, you got to, and, and we want to get a record deal. Yeah. We don't want to do this on our own. Yeah. And so you got to come into the, to the label with something they don't already have. Yeah. And that they want. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's song selection to me is the critical and the most difficult part of the stage. Yeah. The rest of it's easy. Yeah. The rest of it I've been doing all my life. Well, you, you, yeah. you make it look, you make it sound easy. <laughs> well, it just uh, sounds like it natural. kind of is, yeah, to me anyway. Well, it comes natural to you, but I'm saying yeah. I've seen people in the studio and I've never heard anybody get the kind of sounds you get. I oh mean, gosh, no, there's man, a lot of good oh, guys out there. Once again, yeah. we're talking about the Jacksons, Comedy Twitty, Paul McCartney, Bob McCartney, Tanya Tucker, Glenn Campbell, Johnny Mathis, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Boz Skaggs. I mean, you hear Boz yeah, Skaggs every you know, single I day. Did Gladys Lillian. Knight. I worked with Gladys um, Knight. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of people that we haven't brought up yet. George oh, Strait. Do you know Jim Weatherly? Oh my God. He he I and I we Jim were Weatherly. tight like nine and ten. I did. I uh, loved two Jim albums Weatherly. of his album. Do you know what he said when, the, when he first moved to Nashville, Tennessee? Yeah. And he called me Baby Ann, but that's another story. Were you all ever married? No. <laughs> <laughs> But he said, Baby Ann, do you know the best thing about moving to Nashville, Tennessee? And I said, no, Jim, what is it? He said, what is it? He said, Andy of Mayberry comes on three times a day. Oh, that's true. God love him. I was so upset when he passed. Did you ever work with Andy Griffith? No. Okay. But Jim Weatherly has one of my favorite all-time stories. I don't own this story. It's his story. But I love it. 
Jimmy and I were very, very close, and I did two albums with him. But he had all that success with um, you know, Midnight Train to Georgia and oh, all that yeah. stuff. So he, he was, and in those days, you know, you made a lot of money as a writer. Yeah. So he bought this nice big house in Sherman Oaks in California, and he brought his grandma out from, from uh, Mississippi. He was okay. from Pontotoc. All right. Not far from where Ellis was born. Yeah. And uh, uh, so he brought his grandma out. And and so his grandma came to stay. And the first day they were having coffee and breakfast and stuff. And after several days, three or four days, she was acting kind of weird having the morning breakfast. And he said, Grandma, what's what's bothering you? She said, nothing. And he said, no, come on. I know you. You know, something's bothering me. Come out with it. What is it? And she said, he said, she looked at me and she said, aren't you ever going to go to work? <laughs> she didn't understand how he yeah. had all this money, but he wasn't working. Yeah. And she was like, she couldn't, she said, don't you ever go to work? Yeah. Well, now, I for, love that story. With your family, uh, Tom, uh, did anybody else in your family play music? Oh, yeah. I had three brothers. That, okay. Uh, one, my brother Bill was a, a bass player for Ro- the Righteous Brothers. He wow. was on, yeah, he was on the road with the, with the Shindig show. Remember the Shindig, yeah. Shindig TV show? Oh, yeah. And then he was a session bass player for many years. Yeah. He played with Andy Williams and Bill wow. Medley. And, yeah. So Andy he was successful. Williams. My brother wow. Don was a, a, a music supervisor for film. Okay. And my little brother John was a drummer, and he played with the Mike Kerr congregation. Wow. For several years, and they played for Nixon at the White House back in the 70s. Wow. Wow. So, well, now, yeah, so we're kind of a musical family. All the siblings play music. Did your parents play music? No, no. So where did um, that They come liked from? music. Yeah. I have no idea. Your parents weren't in music. No. But all four of you. Four out of six. There were six there of There were six wow. of us. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and you no really. Girls. No girls. No girls. Wait, six boys? Well, that's why there were six boys. My dad always wanted a girl. Uh-huh. And he just kept saying, let's try one try, more time. Try, try again, yeah. Yeah, six times. Oh, I word. think that's why he never liked us. Because <laughs> we weren't girls. Well, I tell you what, we'll be hearing more about this and one last song from Valerie Lamb. Oh, good. When we come back from this commercial break, it's a special, special Americana Center. It time. is a very special Americana Center. I time. know, with Americana and yours truly, Tom Perry, legendary recording engineer and producer, and the one and Do only- I get to sing? Are you going to sing too? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing. Man, you got me again. I'll tell you what. He needs to also do a comedy album. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with Americana Central Time. After this word from our sponsors, y'all, the WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. The best of music, news, and sports in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. And if you listen real close, you might be able to hear a special private telephone call with Americana Ann. She's talking to someone on the phone right now. There's just so much going on here. Tom Perry, can you hear this special private telephone call in the background? Uh, well, I think so she's I talking to somebody on the phone. But I'm not oh, ready. yes, yes. <laughs> are we back on the air? We actually are. Can you? Yeah. This is casual, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love this. I and think it's, it's Obviously, Anne doesn't care that we're on the air. She doesn't care, and we're here. And neither does her friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to thank Del and Mary Susan Kennedy for making this possible. This place is like a vortex here at WKRM Front Porch it's Radio. It's kind of chaotic right now. Yeah. It's kind of chaotic. But we're on the corner of Walker and West 7th in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. You know what we like to do every once in a while is see if everybody can say that at the same time. Columbia, I mean. So yeah. What I do is on the count of three, mm-hmm. we just all say Columbia. So okay. uh, this way we'll cover up America, Americana Ann talking on the telephone. Okay. okay. <laughs> One. One, two, three. Columbia. Man, that side is hey, so good. Hey, got her off the phone. Oh, she's <laughs> off the phone. I it hope worked. that wasn't. What's wrong? I was, I was doing connecting. Oh, that's good. Yeah, she was. She believes in talking to people personally, which I think is a special thing. Tom, as you said, sometimes too. the best yeah. thing. People go like, 
oh, maybe I should write him an email. Valerie was saying that. And she said, or should I call him? And Tom said, best idea no, is always just call. call. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's unique to hear because there's so many people, and I'm not being mean to Nashville, but I came up with this wonderful trademark thing, Viva Nash Vegas, because I had so much fun in the music business myself. And talking about Mike Curb, Curb Congregation, that'd be yeah. a great label. I wrote for Curb Publishing, and yeah. it was a lot of fun. But the thing that's so neat is I remember one day when things seemed to change in Nashville. Maybe it was like 1988 or 89. And a sign, maybe 89. And there was a sign, I think, on the RCA building or some other building, you know, where the label was. It says, we do not accept unsolicited material. And then oh, I remember it, that. It was just was weird. It yeah. used to be people would say, man. You could just, just walk like, in yeah. with demos. Yeah. yeah and Somebody realized, would hear them. Yeah. You know? And the business got big. I understand. Yeah. But it, like you're talking about on this, this plane ride, someone said, I have a friend who is a writer or yeah, whatever. Son-in-law. And you, you gave... This person, uh, the chance to put you in contact. Yeah, and look, I found Valerie. Yeah. You know, and 90... Valerie came out of that, which is yeah. the coolest. And we got to listen to her. See, you all wouldn't have had the chance to listen to Americana and on the telephone. No, it's true. <laughs> Live on the radio. <laughs> and, I, and, well, and I'm always, I, I'm always putting people together. That's what she That's does. What, I got that. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It is so much fun. I was good. afraid it was going to devolve into like tearing people apart. Ian, well, you, you just me? wait. <laughs> You, you're just wait. Your time's coming. <laughs> Hanging out. Yeah. Just glad to be here. And just say next. Hard to believe that you and Ian are actually neighbors in Waverly. I know. We are neighbors. And we all meet right here at Front Porch Radio. We're looking forward. And George and I are neighbors. You do what? You and I Y'all are neighbors. Are neighbors. Yeah. We are. We're both here in Columbia. Both at an yeah. undisclosed location. Undisclosed. Here in yeah. Columbia. Undisclosed location. Although downtown. tour buses do go around my house for some reason. I know. Yeah. Well, that's because I, I followed you out. the other day, you know? and I found out where you live, so now we got the tour yeah. buses. But I got the best of it because I'm charging $10 no every way. time they go around. Yeah. So you're bad. That's how yeah. you do it. I'm paying my gardener <laughs> that way. And that is what's actually yeah. neat. Now, I, I'm sorry to interject this type of thing, but my daddy and John D. Loudermill, John D. Loudermill, Road Tobacco oh, Road, then you can legendary. tell me goodbye. And Ralph Emery, a legendary radio host, yeah. used to love picking on my father, George Hamilton IV. <laughs> he was on the Grand Ole Opry. And it, whenever relatives came to town, and this happened over in England too, he would take people on tours of England or take people on tours of Nashville. So Ralph Emery said to George IV one night on the Ralph Emery show late night, he said, So, uh, you've had some relatives in town. My father said, yeah. Ralph said, did you take them on the tour? <laughs> and somehow, John D. Lattermilk and my father, that sparked them into starting the very first musical sightseeing tour. As in, up to then, people went and saw uh, the arts and the you know the this type of thing. But there was no recording studio, no Houses of the Stars, etc. Yeah. Until they had the homes, George Hamilton IV and John D. Lattermilk's Homes of the Stars, Tours of Music City, USA. And the thing that was neat about that, talking about now you, Tom, charging $10. And this, you were joking, obviously, I know. But at one point, it's very neat. There were, like, some of the notable entertainers in town. You could actually write off improvements to your house because the bus tours were going by there. So this was a business expense to decorate the outside of your house. Did you know that? <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That well, was a long But you give me ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can do that here in Columbia. Yeah. That's going to be good. Now, Valerie Lynn, I can see that you and Ian are ready to sing oh, another yeah. song now. Tom Perry, do you know what song this will be? Uh, yeah, it's, I can read it. It's called <laughs> No Reason at All. 
Aha, uh-huh. and this so is So is one. there a story behind this song? Yeah. Well, there's a story behind every song. <laughs> so tell us. Is this, this a happy one. story or a sad story? Well, it's a happy song. Okay. Um, but it's a sad story. Well, <laughs> it was kind of like this person that I had ended things with, or I felt like they kind of ended it with me. But um, to be honest, they, um, you know, called me back after a while of not talking. And yeah. I was really just like, okay, but why do you want to be with me? And there wasn't a reason so i just i wrote a song about it and uh it's kind of like you know the take back my power song i guess that's cool you know <laughs> very neat better than now cool. on this one did you say that is ian singing harmony? he's gonna sing yes, on this sir. one <laughs> yes. ian on guitar and harmony Valerie no pressure ian but it better no. be good aha <laughs> uh-huh, tom perry he said it americana Ann, are you ready i'm so ready valerie lynn right here americana central time on wkrm columbia You call me honey Ain't it strange that You want me back And you don't seem to get it I gave it my all and all I wanted in return To quit with all the mind games So tell me the truth and what you really want me for Cause it seems like it's for no reason for no reason at all And you know all the words that get me But it's for no reason at all And I ask why And you're back on your lies And you say you want me back But it's for no real reason at all You went radio silent and I started smiling Then out of the blue I heard from you And you don't seem to get it I'm so much better off without you And everybody sees it Can't believe I'm finally seeing it too Cause it seems like it's for no reason Back on your lies And you say you want me back But it's for no real reason at all And my friends keep asking If you get another chance But I'm back where you left off And I've got no reason at all And you don't seem to get it you and I are through Because I got my reasons And they got nothing to do with you hey. Yeah, cause it seems like it's for no reason For no reason at all And you know all the words that get me But it's for no reason at all Hey, hey, and I ask why 
Valerie Lynn. And Ian. Ian, what's your last name? Bennett. Aha. Ian Bennett. And Tom Perry. How about that? I'm just so high on Valerie. I think she's going to be Yeah. So, I mean, like, a voice is an instrument like, you know, Stradivarius, like a grand piano. What would be your favorite grand piano, Tom Perry? Do you have a a brand name that you prefer? Uh, Yeah, except I can't think of it. Steinway, maybe? Busendorfer. Oh, really? Yes. And so, you know, each one has its own voice. And then Valerie Lynn's got this voice. It's undeniable. You've worked with many voices. You've worked with many instruments. Well, you know, you look for something a little different. I mean, obviously you look for great quality voice, but there's a lot of really, really good singers. Yeah. You know, but to find uh, what you're looking for is something a little bit different, a little bit of a styling or a tone that you don't hear. Yeah. You know, and that's hard to find. It's yeah. not hard to find good singers. Yeah. But to find one that has a little something different. Yeah. And a lot of that is um, voice quality, but a lot of it comes from the heart. Yeah. That's what I feel from Valerie. And that that comes across. People don't realize that, but it, if it comes from the heart, it it comes out of the voice. Yeah. And gives it something uh, that isn't necessarily always um, obvious. Yeah. He's like, why does she sound that different? And it's because of how she, the emotion she feels about what she's singing about. Yeah. When singers make that contact, male or female, Yeah. when they make the contact, Frank Sinatra was the master of that. Yeah. If he sang a song, he owned the song. Yeah. You know, don't try to cover it. Elvis Presley. Yeah. You don't cover it. I used to tell everybody, you're doing a talent show. Don't do an Elvis song. Don't do Michael Jackson. Yeah. Don't do the Beatles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's not going to work. Yeah, because they, they their souls coming through that song. That's yeah, what and we they have, and, and it's a uniqueness. You know? Yeah. So that's what you look for. Because well, the odds are, it you know, not in your favor that you're going to be successful. Yeah. You know, considering how many people are out there. Now, with Great Creek Productions. Yes. So that is part of the mission then. Well, we do production and we do publishing. Yeah. Right now, our, our so biggest your ears are always open, though. You're always... Always in. looking for talent, but I don't often act on it. Yeah. And that's because, you know, I've, I've been around for a while and I'm, I'm it semi-retired. It takes something special to know? make you feel like, okay. Yeah. So huh? Valerie made yeah. me feel like... yeah. yeah. This could be something, yeah. Well, I'll, I tell you what. I'll go back in the studio for she's that. She's got some songs. Her voice is something. She's something. And you're something, Tom Perry. Oh, thank you, As George. you know. I mean, you don't need me to tell you that. but We I'll... have to include Ian. <laughs> Ian, yes. you're something. <laughs> you really don't. And you know the thing is, it in Americana and something. Yes. Oh, we love it. Listen, uh, you two guys make always make it fun when I come on, so... I could come on every week, so you know it's, it's, you. it's all up to you guys. But you know, the only uh, thing that could make this any better next time we're going to try to have a visit from the country dumpling, because oh, man, oh man, yes. that's and, the lady that made my birthday cake. Right, and it Tom was, was here oh, for the party. Yeah. Yeah. sugar-free, um, because I'm pre-diabetic, so it yeah. had no nothing in it, but it was scrumptious. Yeah, it, it was. was. It was really good. Yeah. So we will hope to have a, a visit from the Country Dumpling next time we have Tom Perry and Valerie Lynn on, which may not be too far away from now. We've got to look at our calendars. Valerie, you're leaving to go over to Czech Republic when? 
August 22nd, I'm leaving, and I'll be there for two weeks. So we're yeah. going to have to get together again before then. Anytime. We That's love doing good. it. Thank yeah. you all so much so for being here. So when I go to guys. Prague, can I take you with me? Sure. <laughs> I'm going. I'm definitely it. going. Yes, come on. Let's go. All <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you all so much for joining us, listening on the radio tonight for Americana Central Time on WKRM Radio. We will be on WKRMRadio.com. We believe if you go to the podcast button, scroll down to Americana Central Time, this show, 7-30-2023, will be there, and hopefully there will be many more shows to come with the legendary Tom Perry and the fabulous Valerie Lynn and the wonderful Ian, and of course... Americana and this is George Hamill V saying sweet dreams y'all sleep tight and we'll see you next time on Americana Central Time on WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee.